Okay, so we're going to uh, continue on in Bilvod Mishkanevna. So, it, it, you know, it's like this. B'derach Klal, I always like going with a safer, you know, consistently without skipping or without, you know, not skipping, but like changing the order of things. But I also have a principle that I always like doing things that fit with the time that we're in, time of the year. So the parak that we're up to is a parak about Yer Sashem. It's more specifically Yer Sainish. Which, uh, you know, maybe in a couple months from now is a little bit more appropriate. So what I want to do now, for just a little bit, we'll, we'll go to the next chapter, which is on page, it's about Avis Hashem, it's a little bit more timely. Huh? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 see, as I was looking at it before, it's not Yer Sarimus. That would be Yom Kippur. It's Yer Zainish. That's more Tishah. So it happens to be, I always have to think about how to... You know, you have to go through it properly because the way he sort of—it's all about, it's about Gehenna and things like that, which are important topics. But it has to be done, you know, with uh, with Seichel to figure out how to how to absorb it properly. So I, I think I think what's best is is to go to the next parak, which is about Avos Hashem, and then from there afterwards we'll go back to Yer Hashem. It's uh, the way of Chassidim is to do that anyway. So I know it, so then, then I know what I'm doing is right. So, <laughs> fine. All right, so we're up to page Kofiotas. Uh, okay. So again, j- j- similar to, similar to. Uh, by the way, going forward, the, the first few sort of stages that he went through, which is like a Benamuna, Bitachen, and Shkacha uh, Pratis, all the things that we worked that we were that we were talking about before, those are much longer because they're much they're they're fundamentals, you know. At, now already we're talking about more individual avodas, Yer Hashem, Avos Hashem, and so on. It'll be much quicker, so it's not going to be uh, not going to be as as lengthy. But on page Kufiyates, so it's now he's discussing Avos Hashem. So again, in a similar vein, he's going to be talking about, you know, what is Avos Hashem? Where does Avos Hashem come from? Like, what is that quality? What's the quality of love, and what, where is that? Where does that come from? And how to use that in avodas Hashem? All for the same, all for one single purpose, which is to to bring out this bond and this relationship we have with the with the Bari Olam in this way. Okay, so let's see it together. In Yavis Hashem, he misses a Seder No, first of all, we know that loving Hashem is a positive mitzvah. We say it every day. We're commanded to love Hashem with all your heart, soul, and strength. All right. So that already tells you that everyone is obligated to love Hashem, which means that therefore it's possible. And within this Pasuk, there's enumerated three different levels or three different ways to express Avas Hashem. There's with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your power, all your resources. So that so so as we go through Havas Hashem, it'll have to we'll have to figure that that out. What exactly does it mean Havas Hashem with your heart, with your soul, and with your power? So we'll have to figure that out. We're just sort of laying the uh, the key ideas first. Now we know in the Svarim it's already rooted in Perkyavus. There's two there are two types of loves in the world. Not not uh, religious in nature, but there's two types of loves. One is a hava One is a love that's dependent on something that's being generated by a specific thing that you could point to, and bay is a hava a love that's not dependent on anything in particular. You can't sort of there's no cause, there's no root, there's no sea that you're that you can see as the as the source of that love. So what does that mean? 
So he says, love that depends on something, that's being generated by something in Yana. What, what does that mean? So means a person loves another person, or a person loves certain experiences because of, of a reason. There's a cause. There's something about that person that I can identify that's beneficial to me, and that's what generates the love. There's something in this experience that's good for me, and that's what generates the love. Tuliyah b'davar, it's dependent on something. Tuliyah mishum kabbalas davarman, it's a love which is generated because of something that you're receiving. And it's obvious, so if that cause were to then, uh, you know, to stop, so about lava, then the love goes away as well. Lumasa, on the other hand, a love that is not totally in anything. Doesn't mean it doesn't have a reason, but just means it's not anything, we'll see in a second, it's not anything that, there's no particular cause, you know, that, that's beneficial to me, that that's, that's generating the love. That's called essential love. That's called be'etzim. That's called an ahava be'etzim. What, what does that mean? So he says like this, ahava begimachi echad, right? It's well known that the word ahava equals 13, which is the same gematri as the word echad, right? That's why there's a famous vart from the Svarim that uh, it says, it's not in this expression, the Kedoshim, right? It says, vihafta sashem vihafta ani Hashem, right? One Jew has to love another, I am Hashem. So does it mean I am Hashem? Okay, so in simple it means I am Hashem, in other words, I'll pay you vishar. You know, you can trust me to pay back reward. But the problem is, that could be said by every mitzvah. Don't wear shot in Ani Hashem, right? So what's the Ani Hashem? So there's a famous verse from, uh, I think it's a Tresh Lema, that he, he says that, that Ahav is 13, right? So it's a, it's a famous thing. When, when two Jews love each other, so it's 13 plus 13 is 26, thus is Ani Hashem. That, that itself is Ashra Sashim, right? So Ahav is Gmachi Echad. Sheinin Ahav Azu, because this love that we're talking about, an Ahava Be'etzem, in other words, Ahava that a love that's dependent on something is not a, it's not the essence of love. What's the essence of love? The essence of love is a rea- is is a feeling that comes from just a reality of oneness between you and the, and the object of your of your affection. It's just it's be'etzem. It's it's essential. There's a certain yichud and oneness between you and that person, you and that and that object and that thing that automatically is generating uh, a euphoric sense and a sense of completion and wholeness. We call that love, but it's coming. It's not depe- It's not because of anything in particular that it's doing to me, which is making me want. To, it, it's just be'etzem. It is what it is. This love we're talking about. It's coming. It's being generated from the oneness between the the one that loves and the one that he loves. That's what he's saying before. It doesn't mean it doesn't have a cause. It has a cause, but the cause is just the oneness between you and that which you love. That that's 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 the cause. And because of that, it's not it's not possible to be undone to whatever extent you could undo yourself. I mean, it is what it is. If a person, uh, the most, the most natural type of love that we find for this is a love for yourself. If a person doesn't love themselves, a person doesn't think of themselves in a positive way. It doesn't mean that you don't know your chesroinus, but if you, you know, if you don't, with all your chesroinus, you're not able to say good things about yourself. You don't think positively about yourself. You don't identify yourself in a positive way. Then that's a, that tones that he's not well. Everyone, everyone would recognize that that's just not, it's not a healthy person, it's not a healthy way of thinking. Because what's natural, what's normal is that whatever you're one with, you automatically have a 
euphoric sense towards. You automatically have a, 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 a pleasure in, in, in dealing with that thing. So you're one with yourself more than anything else, right? So automatically you should feel comfortable with yourself. You should be happy with yourself. You should love yourself. doesn't mean not to recognize Lysrinus, but, but in such a way. So that, that, that's normal. It's natural. It can't be undone. That that cause cannot be undone because it's the the, the cause of that love is 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 uh, it's the fact that you're bad some connected to it. Then you have a tulibadover. Now, when it comes to a love that's dependent on something, shayeches gamba akum. That's true even without yidden, even outside of yidden by the non-Jewish world. That to love God is also possible. No, so God does a lot of good things for us. We have nothing without God. So automatically. I'm going to love him because he's the source of all the things that are good in my life. That's called a love, but that's a love that's generated by something. What would it to happen if all that good were to stop? Would you still love? Would you still love God? So it's natural to love those that do good to you. Those, and really, I mean, is it, is it, is it a love to the, to, the, to, the, to the person that's doing good to you, or is it a love for that, for that thing itself? But we're talking about Ahavas Hashem in its, in its root source, which is, a, a love which is generated by just be'etzem, the reality of God Himself, that's something unique to call Yisrael. That's, that's something that's unique to call Yisrael. To, to, to love God for God's sake, just because of who He is, regardless of whether or not He does good or not, that's something that's a reality only in Nishmas Yisrael, because only Nishmas Yisrael, which is a spark of, of divine essence, is able to is able to have a love with God that's not telling you anything else because it's bad sign. You have to be, you, you can't choose to have this type of love. That's why, that's why you, you find in this farm that Ahavas Hashem is not really something that a person can truly acquire. It's not something you can truly acquire. You can, you can do the best you can to open yourself up to receive that gift that's called Ahavas Hashem. So Yeres Hashem you could acquire. Chesed, the meat of Chesed, you could acquire. Learning, you could acquire. Davening, you could acquire. You could, you could work on yourself to acquire those those good qualities. But you can't do anything. And it sounds a little bit like, okay, so what does that mean? But the, the, you can't do anything to truly acquire that quality that's called loving God. What does that mean? Now you could acquire a Havas Hashem if it's a love that's dependent on what God does for you. Yeah, because all that that's very simple. Then focus on what He does for you. Focus on the good, focus on the positive of your life, and automatically you'll love the one that's giving you all those things. But that's not that's not the root of Avas Hashem. The root of Avas Hashem is the is the euphoric sense of wholeness that comes with just knowing God and just thinking about God and being attached to God. That's only possible if in your very root you're one with God. That's not something you could acquire. You can't make yourself that or not. That, that's, it's a question of yes or no. So what, you, so what is our Aravayda when it comes to this type of love? Our Aravayda is like most things, which is just to make a kli. To create an environment in which that deepest root of who we are, which is one with God, is able to make itself known. And when that part of ourselves makes itself known, then automatically you're now a lover of God. And automatically you have a, you have a Havas Hashem. And automatically you feel a sense of completion by davening, and you feel a sense of completion by learning, and you feel a sense of completion when uh, you go visit Sadiqim or you know the brothers of Sadiqim in Staten Island or something like that, right? So there's like, you know you could you could you can have that sense of shlameless, right? That's where it is, right? In Staten Island, yeah. that's where the that's where the sense of shlameless comes from because deep down in yourself there's a there's a there, there's been a revelation of that part of you which is one with God. 
but it's not it's not something you require. That's why that's why according Sadiqim has said that's why the 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 mitzvah like is in Krishna main Davin. Right? Why? Because that's what we can eat. You have to daven that you should have Ahav Hashem. So you can't, there's, there's nothing you can do to, 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 to really acquire that. Any level of acquiring Ahav Hashem is going to be an Ahava that's dependent on something. An independent love that's coming from just who you are, Batsim, it has to be revealed to you. It has to be revealed to you. And that's something that, uh, that we would have to work on in order to figure out how to reveal that, which is what he's going to try to do throughout this parak. But that's the idea. So he says, uh, again, we'll just finish up over here. Since a love that's not dependent on something means, a love that's being generated by the oneness between you and the one that you love, only Kalal Yisrael has that reality. And even within Kalal Yisrael, like I said, we can't generate that. It is what it is. You have to just daven and work the best you can to create an environment in which that truth reveals itself. That, that's the point, to create an environment in which that truth makes itself known. And that's the love that it's possible, that, 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 that is shaykh within, within Kalal Yisrael. However, when it comes to the nations of the world, for the many they don't have this level of oneness, at least on the outside. So to them, love, the requirement of Ahavas Hashem would only be love that's dependent on something. And this is what we find in the Gemara, that the Gemara says if a person gives tzedakah and with the intention, I'm giving tzedakah Hashem, but on, on, on condition, so to speak, that my son should have refuah shleim and my son should live. So the Gemara says, if the son, God forbid, does not uh, get better, so by a, by a non-Jew, he would regret giving tzedakah. It was on condition. That's considered to be a tzadah gomer, even if the condition didn't work out. Why? Because really it's not conditional. Really it's not conditional. Even if, the, if God forbid it doesn't work out with the son. He's happy to give. He's giving in order to give. Not in order to receive back. It's just to... To that, 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 the sense of completion and wholeness and doing Ratz and Hashem and in, in living in congruence with who the, who the person is, Batsim. That's called a love that's not dependent on something. If it doesn't work out with the sun, if the condition is not met, then the, 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 the cause of my giving has been nullified. And the person doesn't want to give that, uh, to give anymore. And so that's the idea. So that's going to be the, the beginning of this avoid of Havas Hashem, is to recognize that true Havas Hashem is not something that we can actually acquire for ourselves. True Havas Hashem is something that it just, just is within us, and we have to cultivate an environment to allow that out. That's, that's really what Havas Hashem is. And then Havas Hashem will go through different uh, avoidists in order to, uh, to bring out that avoid. Okay. Yeah.